You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. All right, let's get back to some boring subjects. Understand the risk to our country. Freedom brings people together. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to the Chris Spangle Show. Thank you for being here today. I'm going to have a short little conversation with my good friend Rob Kendall about the Joe Rogan situation. Obviously, there's been some updates. I would also definitely recommend that you go listen to the Pat Down podcast tomorrow. That's the comedy podcast that I'm on with Miss Pat and Dion Curry. And uh, we have an extensive conversation about the N-word. And I think it's really enlightening. I think it's a really good conversation, so you should go check that out. And be sure to check out her special on Netflix tomorrow. Y'all want to hear something crazy. And yours truly is in the first uh, couple seconds. I get like two seconds of fame. So thank you to Miss Pat for that opportunity. But uh, be sure to go check that out. So stay tuned as I talk to Rob Kendall about Joe Rogan and what's happening in his situation. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it... <clears throat> a real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Warning, this show is for adults by semi-adults. So the language is sometimes strong and offensive. Uh, I don't know what I said. Uh. Welcome to the Chris Spangle Show. Our goal is to help you sound smarter while talking to your friends. If you struggle to understand politics, we explain it from an independent libertarian point of view. With all of the irreverence it deserves, we toss out the screaming heads, put people before political parties, and give context to the news to make you think. Now, here's our host, Chris Spangle, a 15-year veteran of politics and media. Welcome to the Chris Spangle Show. Thank you for joining us here on the program today. My name is Chris Spangle. Thank you for being here, and thank you for supporting us, all of our patrons that support the We Are Libertarians podcast network. We've got the Profiles on Liberty podcast is back. Remzo's podcasts have been better than ever over at On The Run. Brian Nichols has moved to Indiana. Get together with Caleb and uh, Brian, hopefully in the end of the month here. So it's great to have everybody uh, close now, and we're going to make Wall fun again. But we can't do it without uh, your financial support, and the 10th anniversary is coming up here on March 8th. We will be 10 years old as a podcast network, and we are asking you to support us $10 for our 10th anniversary in our Patreon. You just go to joinwallplus.com, W-A-L plus, joinwallplus.com. 
and uh, sign up. Thank you, especially to our $100 a month members, Casey Feldposh, Lars Nordskog, Jake Dell, Matthew Durbin, Reinhold, Christy Avery, and Jason Doolittle. And today I'm going to talk to my friend Rob Kendall, whom nobody likes, I barely tolerate. Uh, he's a very annoying person to people who live in Indianapolis. And you're going to hear more from Rob on Thursday as we talk about how he holds local government accountable on his local radio show on WIBC. But he was so gracious to have me on. Um, he begged me, really, to come on because his ratings are so low that he needed somebody to juice up the ratings. And who better than the sixth largest libertarian podcaster in the world uh, that, in me? So... Rob had me on to talk a little bit about Joe Rogan and and just ask my point of view on it because, I, I mean, as I mentioned in the intro, the misinformation stuff and the inward stuff are two different things, right? Like, there's a clear moral stance on whether or not a white person should say the inward. I don't think you should say it. For all the reasons that you're going to hear in the Pat Down podcast tomorrow, it's fully articulated there. I don't have time to go into it now. If you disagree with me or agree with me, I'd love for you to go hear that discussion because my two co-hosts especially make some really good points about it that are very thoughtful. I think Joe Rogan has the right to interview anybody and everybody he wants. I just don't think you should say the N-word while you're doing it. Uh, and Dion talks about the trade-offs. He's like, you can say it, but the trade-offs are really high. The costs are really high if you do it. And everybody's known that for a very long time. But the new thing uh, surrounding free speech is the misinformation conversation and, you know, the concept of canceling Joe Rogan. And that's what Rob and I get into. Um, I'm a I'm a staunch advocate for free speech. And I know you're going, but you just said he can't say the N-word. I think you can say the N-word all you want. The government shouldn't censor it. People have the right to voluntarily associate with you or not, depending on your points of view. But at the end of the day, I i mean, if you want to say the N-word, you should probably say it. Then everybody around you kind of knows where your heart is. Um, I just personally find it not to be a good behavior. Um, and I think Joe Rogan completely agrees. Everybody's out there defending his right to use the N-word, and Joe Rogan's like, no, nah, I, don't, I don't think I should have said it. I'm not going to say it. I've changed my mind. I've changed my behavior. Uh, and so I agree fully with Joe Rogan on that. In terms of who he should interview, whether or not he should be allowed to interview doctors who have a different point of view on things like COVID, uh, there's just without a doubt that he should be doing that, should be allowed to do that, and that there should be an open and honest discussion about those things. Um, as Joe Rogan goes out and talks about these issues, you get more people making counter content around that. And for anybody that doesn't agree, I just say, what was the effect, what was the outcome years down the road from banning Alex Jones? One of the two major political parties now has basically adopted his worldview. If you think you were effective in silencing information, you were wrong. Uh, the prohibition of ideas always works out exactly the same way as the prohibition of alcohol does, or the prohibition of drugs. You have to face the issue head on. And trying to suppress it only creates a black market where bad things happen. All those people that you're afraid of are not even listening to Alex Jones anymore. They're not on Facebook anymore. They were kicked off years ago and, and lurking in deeper parts of the Internet that, that where they're not being checked. There is no conversation. So Rob was gracious enough to have me on his show to talk a little bit about this and expand a little more. 
and ask me some questions. Rob's very much, um, he, he's a lot more on the right than I am. I would consider myself center right. Rob is a hardcore Trump fan and uh, just kind of asks me my point of view uh, from that perspective. So hope you find it interesting. Hope you learned something. And thank you to Rob over at the Rob Kendall Show on WIBC. And uh, really am proud of him for getting his own radio show. He was on the Wall Network in 2013 as a podcaster, has been on the show many times, has worked diligently to get his own radio show over the years, and it's great to see that come to fruition for him. So stay tuned. Here's my conversation with Rob Kendall right after these words. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory— Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. So Chris, you know, I remember a couple of years ago when you were sounding the alarm about Alex Jones being censored and kicked off the various social media platforms. And I remember at the time he's saying, This guy's a goof. He's a weirdo. But if they can start doing it to the goofs and the weirdos, it will never stop. And now when we look at what's happening to Joe Rogan with a private company, it pains me to say this, but it appears you were right. Well, I'm always right, Rob, (laughs) Uh, which is, you know, my predictions of you losing more co-hosts than I have have come true. Uh, But congratulations on your show. I'm very proud of you. Very excited for you. Um, but the you, when you look back at the ACLU defending the Skokie, Illinois Nazis versus the government, there's a lot of people out there who think that they're the ACLU, but they're really the government because they don't want to defend the Nazis. And looking back at the Alex Jones moment where he's removed from 11 or 12 different platforms in a 24-hour period, it was a telling moment that these companies were all getting into censoring content, that they were going to start taking a heavier hand into deciding what is uh, acceptable thought or not. And it was a warning that it wasn't going to stop there because it had been going on before the Alex Jones moment. It started with sex workers. It started with hackers. It started with the conspiracy theorists. And then it went into... You know, remember Glenn Beck going to Mark Zuckerberg, begging him years ago to not censor the little news thing on the right? Oh, oh, those uh, wonderful days in the past when the only censorship uh, was on the news stories on the right-hand side of Facebook. Um, and now uh, we're, we're at the Joe Rogan moment. Joe Rogan, yes, uh, well, Joe Rogan on Friday removed 70 different episodes of his own choosing because he had said the N-word in them, the full hard word. <laughs> which uh, is just unacceptable and not not appropriate, and he has made an apology video for that. And that is a perfectly acceptable thing in my mind to be tagged for, but having a discussion about public policy or having doctors on to talk about COVID, these are not thought crimes. These are things that uh, are perfectly acceptable in an open and free society, and the way around it is not to cancel him, to take those episodes down, it's to do what Spotify is doing, which is saying to Science Versus, their science podcast via Gimlet, go debunk this. And 
you know, I listened to those two episodes and I don't know anything that, like, parts of it seemed credible, parts of it seemed wildly inaccurate, but I don't know, I'm not a doctor, so I need a doctor, I need another expert to tell me what is good information, but when you try to take that stuff down, you get Joe Rogan's Google search results looking like Al Gore's hockey stick, just well through the roof. So the- so that's the so this is the thing, right? Is it's the seek, kill, and destroy. By the way, Chris Spangle from the We Are Libertarians Radio Network, our guest, the Chris Spangle Show. Uh, we're talking about uh, the censorship in America. This is the thing, though, right? It's the seek, kill, and destroy. In which now, because Rogan is, I guess, vulnerable is the right yeah. word. Now we're pouring into every aspect of Rogan's previous existence, and the and it will end. It will not end for many people until he's totally canceled. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, and there there is that element, and those people have been fed a diet of Media Matters clips for so long. Uh, and I think Joe Rogan himself probably thought he was uncancelable, and why why he took the risk of having these two doctors on. Uh, and I think private equity companies in America and the news media th- want to teach him a lesson. Uh, and they're going to go after his corporate spot. I mean, signing the Spotify deal was always a crazy thing because you're going to, you know, my, my podcast are all hosted with Spotify. We all had to, uh, click a banner that said we agreed to their new terms. You can't promote violence. You can't promote all these different things. And so instead of doing a podcast, I'm announcing here on the Rob Kendall show that I'm going to be singing all of my dangerous lyrics and, and classifying them as hard rock so I can get away with it. Chris Spangle, our guest from the We Are Libertarians Radio Network, the Chris Spangle Show. So where does it end? So th- th- this is the question I have. Where does it end until it, literally everyone is canceled? I-, I mean, at some point, these people have to realize there will be no one else to go after and they'll come for you. Mm, I-, I think th- Rogan is an important watershed moment for a lot of people. What what we tend to do in society is look at the two extremes. Uh, we look at your, you, and then we look at moveon.org. Uh, and then there's the Chris Spangles of the world who make up the... I'm major- one of the extremes. Yes. One, uh, <laughs> uh, the... I, I can't believe you're still on air, but I, I, you know, it's the low ratings that get do it for me. I just can't believe it. No, I'm just kidding, Rob. Um, the, the reality is that there is an enormous voiceless middle in this country that is made up of all kinds of different socioeconomic folks races colors creeds it's no the center is no uh discriminator uh in terms of what is acceptable thought uh and rogan is one of those moments where so many people have consumed his content that the reporting on him doesn't make sense so when the news when when the new york times or cnn report on joe rogan and talk about him being a a a white supremacist and an a alt-right extremist it doesn't make sense to people because he's so widely viewed and so what it does is it diminishes people's faith in the the person who is trying to push a propagandistic message and you start to get more and more people who are on the center left and center right going like why can't i listen to that why can't i'm an adult i'm a grown-up i'm i'm a free thinker uh, and you're pushing like you're going to take 13, you know, 30 seconds of N words and say that this is the justification that he's a white supremacist when there's no context around why he was using the word. And then he comes out and gives a perfectly humble apology and, and a right the right apology. 
Uh, and people go, okay, well, you know, who amongst us hasn't sinned, and uh, he's sorry for it, let's move on. But they're not going to move on, because the, the mainstream media feels that they, they, they want to gatekeep. That's the reason the local newspapers of the country hate social media and want to get rid of it too, because it stole their classified ads money, and it stole their ability to control the narrative. What... Um What's the obsession with the vaccine? I mean, you talked on the on the Chris Spangles show and the We Are Libertarians radio network, people from all across the political spectrum. And I'm fascinated with, look, you want to get a vaccine? Get it. You want to get a booster? Get it. Whatever you want to do with with you and your doctor is your choice. But people have just they have become obsessed with this idea of the vaccine, which does not stop in many cases COVID from being acquired or transmitted. What's the obsession in which people throw down the gauntlet on we got to destroy Joe Rogan because he dared to challenge parts of the vaccine? Um, I think I think it's born out of a concern, a genuine concern for their safety and the safety of others. I think we're at a point with the vaccine where it's sort of like smoking. If if you don't get the vaccine, you're aware of the risks, you're accepting those risks, and it's on you. Uh, but I think they were fed a steady diet over the summer of something that now is clearly not true because of Omicron, that, you know, here I am with my third infection, that if you get vaccinated, that you are, are, are not going to get COVID again, and it's going to stop the spread. You know, America's response to COVID has all been about stopping the spread. It was never going to work. Uh, with a coronavirus, it was clear to many of us from the beginning. Um, but that doesn't matter if if you've just kind of observed the narrative and you haven't really like looked into alternative information, right? Uh, and the vaccine is, um, I think it's partially out of concern for themselves and others. It's partially out of the anger that people that they can't control other people's choices. Uh, if you're a person that thinks that the government is an all-powerful entity that never makes mistakes in general, or that it's the collective good, we're all in this together, then y- you just can't believe that somebody wouldn't do the quote-unquote right thing. Um, nevertheless, that there are a lot of people out there who have their own set of issues that mean that they they can't get the vaccine, uh, and that one-size-fits-all doesn't work for everybody. Um, and not allowing those people to make those choices, uh, I think is, is a mistake. And when you mandate something, you create resentment and backlash. You make those people who are hesitant to begin with Im- immensely less likely to do the behavior that you'd like them to do. And that's what we've seen. Uh, and so we're now it's just sort of in this culture war death spiral of, I'm not going to get it. Even if I'm, you know, I saw, a uh, uh, organ transplant person on there he's like this is about freedom i'm not getting it if i don't get my organ then so be it because i'm making a stand i think that's kind of crazy that's his choice to make but that's how deep deep set this uh argument is which is wild chris spangle from the we are libertarians radio network chris spangle show our guest couple minutes left uh with him you know it's interesting too we talk about censorship and this idea of trying to cancel anyone and everyone we don't agree with something's happened to you and the we are libertarians network in which they are finding videos and memes that you guys posted from years ago and you're getting strikes oh, yeah. against those that, that to me is uh as someone who doesn't super understand nor embrace technology super scary 
I think they're taking a hammer to a problem that requires a scalpel. Uh, you know, the We Are Libertarians podcast network and my show, The Chris Spangle Show, have tried to be voices of reason in a crazy time and examine things from a fair perspective. You take the January 6th incident. There are some violent insurrectionists in that crowd. There was also a large crowd of people that were there because they felt democracy was being threatened. If you take a Black Lives Matter rally, there's a lot of people there that are there for um, perfectly reasonable reasons and and trying to fight for injustice. And then there's a lot of people who want to steal things and sell it on Facebook Marketplace. Like, there's nuance to the world. And what social media has done is trying to just... It's like guilt by association, because I've got Libertarian in the headline of my uh, network, my Facebook is useless. We've got 100,000 people. I'm lucky to get 500 people seeing any post. Our Twitter is shadow banned. You can't find us if you search for us. My personal Twitter is the same way. Our Instagram is completely worthless because it gets no organic growth. Our YouTube has been demonetized. And so even if you are uh, a person that is trying to be responsible and give responsible facts, and we had people that were at the January 6th incident, for instance, and played some news clips. Well, those videos got taken down for inciting hate speech and and, uh, nurturing hate groups when we were doing the exact opposite. And then when you appeal, nobody actually reads your appeal because they're so overwhelmed because they've hit so much stuff. Our Facebook group, which was the driver of all of our, you know, activity and revenue, uh, was removed because I had posted a meme of Jeffrey Dahmer at Five Guys saying this doesn't taste like Five Guys. And this I, is from years ago, right? This was posted in 2017, and last year they took it down and, and deleted our group because I was inciting violence. In a private group that the people in the... It, it goes back to the old like radio days of 2000s and Janet Jackson and community standards. My community thought that that was a funny joke. But the the FCC of the internet didn't think that it was a funny joke. And I get well, that I'm on their property, but there's no sense of humor. There's no nuance. You know, they fact check a meme the other day because, uh, what was it? Uh, gas prices weren't $1.86 when Trump left. They were $1.89. And they, they covered up the text of the meme with a fact check bubble. It's just stupid. Well- well, and we've gone back and forth on this because, as you know, I am hyper offensive to many, many people on social media. Me. And, you know, I'm never. Yes. You, amongst many others, pretty much every group. I am the been, last media and political figure in this town that will even talk to you. Yeah. Even Hammer and, and Nigel hate you. And we pointed out I've never been banned. I've never been, you know, struck down. I've had one thing in all the years of all the offensive things I've said that they've said, well, that violates our standards. But nothing happened to me. And and I hypothesize it's because I'm so mean to Republicans in most of my posts that there's somebody on YouTube and Facebook that goes, the guy's horrific, but just let him go. It, it's, it's that you don't post memes. Memes are a, a s- incredibly effective in this day and age. We are not governed by ideology. We are not governed by deep thinking about policy issues. We're not even really governed by political parties. We're governed by narratives. We're governed by an overarching sense about a topic that we have gleaned from posts on social media and memes. And Donald Trump understood and understands this implicitly. The right does. And Joe Biden just can't get it. He thinks his poll numbers are sinking. Let's get a third cat. And that's what's going to save me. Uh, Because he thinks like politics is still the West Wing from the TV show. 
Uh, and so because memes are incredibly effective, they have really doubled down in the last few years on, uh, I mean, I, I bet there's not a month that goes by that I don't get something taken down from years ago that we posted uh, that, you know, is totally benign. Like, I got a strike the other day for a guy who had a bleach bottle in his behind, and it was making fun of Donald Trump, but it was going to cause someone to do that. So it's just silly. So I think it's because memes are really effective. It's how we built We Are Libertarians. Uh, and they have really cracked down on that because you just cannot have something that is is just educating people in such an irresponsible manner, Rob. You can't use humor. Chris Spangle from the We Are Libertarians radio network, the Chris Spangle Show, our guest. Uh, a couple local questions here before I let you go. Mm-hmm. Why will the local media never, ever, 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 ever challenge Eric Holcomb or anyone associated with him? Uh, What is it? uh, I I mean, I'm sure you have your thoughts. My immediate thought is that there's no financial incentive to do so in that the audience watching doesn't care. They don't really know who Eric Holcomb is. They don't really know who the governor is. They don't really have like a juicy controversy like Eric Holcomb – you know, has never, uh, to my knowledge, accidentally he hasn't had a young boy or a young girl problem. Uh, so there's there's nothing juicy there to get people interested. And all of these local media outlets are run by hedge funds and private equity firms. When you walk into the Stars newsroom, there's a giant bay of TV screens showing what was the most clicked article. They're clickbait mills. And so if you are trying to serve clicks to drive profit for your uh, private equity overlords, then you're not going to report on Eric Holcomb. You're going to report on the Colts. You're going to post a Pat McAfee clip. You're going to post the thing that you know gets clicks. And it isn't America's strategy for helping the homeless in, in a night of eight inches of snow. People don't care about that. They want something that is immediately, you know, digital content is all about immediate context and an overt, visceral reaction. And the Indianapolis Star, the local TV stations, they're no different. You know, it's only the IBJ that is run by uh, some, you know, rich libertarians that says, we're going to give people their vegetables too, and has become, uh, you know, despite their poor choice in political columnist, Rob, uh, they, they do a really good job of reporting the the full spectrum of news and holding people accountable. Yeah, it, it just it floors me that in all these things, you know, the, a great example of this to me was the uh, the controversy involving Dr. Box, the gynecologist who's the health commissioner. Uh, and this after she knows she's been at this wedding where she's not wearing a mask, coming out and finger wagging and threatening people who aren't wearing a mask. And yet I only got one reporter when we broke that news. That was Nikki Kelly to cover it. And Indy Star goes out and tries to defend the woman. And it's just like, what spell? I mean, regardless of what your opinion on mask and vaccines and COVID is, the hypocrisy of these people, no one seems to cover it. It's it's, it's Eric, Eric Garcetti next to a 65-year-old immunocompromised man saying he held his breath. Like, okay, you didn't inhale. Uh, the... The, the desire to not look like a Republican is stronger than anything else. Like, people people will say and defend crazy things to not look like a Trump supporter in this day and age. Uh, and I am not a Trump supporter. You know that. I'm going to have you on my show and ask you to apologize for him. Uh, but And you're going to do the other kind of apologies for Trump. Um, but 
the the reality is that no wait 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 a second we're DeSantis people in this household Uh, okay yeah I know (laughs) it's crazy to see all these people encouraging the DeSantis Trump fight not realizing that Trump is the centrist in that argument on vaccines and and lockdowns but DeSantis said exactly what I was said all along Donald Trump and his CDC are the ones that issued the lockdowns like this guy is responsible for it and none of you Republicans wanted to take responsibility for it till now so I'm happy for it Um, but yeah the, the reality is They'd rather not look like Trump supporting Republicans because they've spent so much time demonizing these people. And and there is a a very strong incentive in this country to not let anyone save face you you especially Republicans like it's a joke that that Liz Cheney is the one held accountable by the Republicans for January 6th. It's laughable. And I'm sure your audience hates that I said that, but I don't care. It's a joke. And so there's a strong desire in the media to make that crowd of people finally admit that they've done something wrong. You saw it with Bush for years. Admit that the Iraq war was wrong. Say you what was one thing you did wrong? And he never would. And it drove them crazy. It's, it's what drives them crazy. So it's it's probably like it's disconcerting to them that Joe Rogan goes, yeah, man, I messed up. Sorry about that. It's, it's a great point, and uh, I'd love to have you back on soon uh, to continue this conversation, because I'm sure censorship will not stop. In the meantime, where can people find We Are Libertarians and The Chris Swangle Show? WeAreLibertarians.com, and search for it for any in, in any podcast directory. You've grown on me over the years, and I hate to admit that, but uh, you're, you're useful. We'll have you back. I'm your mole. What can I say? <laughs>